episode 106 of the plus one player podcast i am on your host steve and this week i'm joined by the empress of stardew valley christine hello christine how are you i'm doing swell steve how are you doing just fantastic it's good to be back doing the podcast talking to you wonderful folks and we're joined this week as as well by the man who's happy to be here we're happy to have him it's wonderful to see his lovely shining face and i say that because (laughs) the his monitor reflects off of his eyeglasses while we record, so he's literally a shiny face. Matt O, how are you? There we go. Oh, <laughs> let the light shine in. Matt O, how are you? I'm just swell, still happy to be here. It hasn't beaten me down yet. <laughs> we hope it never will. I'm letting it. <laughs> we're going to have to just drag you out of here. But we're, we're post-Thanksgiving. How, were, how was your holiday? It was really nice. Um... Matt and I had dinner together at my house. Then we went um, to his uncle's house for some dessert. <laughs> and we actually saw the elusive Matt <laughs> Martinez. In the wild. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, wow. we saw him two days in one week. That's impressive. Was he covered in yeah. clay both times? <laughs> no, he was very neat. Unshowered. Right, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> he's been wow. just been at it for weeks <laughs> just cracking as he walked but it was nice and quiet mm-hmm. thankfully that sounds good yeah, yeah that, nice. that's a good little thanksgiving yeah because my what about you, uh, you? oh, oh sorry. i was gonna say like my 10-year reunion was yes. this week uh which i uh, not this well the week of thanksgiving well uh, which i did not in- attend <laughs> uh, because it was canceled because of lack of interest um oh but so not- nobody wanted to go <laughs> Apparently, like, it wasn't canceled, but it basically was just like, you can come to this place if you want to. Yeah. (laughs) It became one of those things. Yep. Um, But, like, I saw anyone I I wanted to see that was in town. We all had a little quasi reunion. That was good enough for me. Yeah, I feel like that's just kind of how it is. I don't have have a morbid curiosity to see what happened to so-and-so. From high school. Yeah. All all I heard is that everyone's fat. That's all I hear. We all, Alex. Yeah, (laughs) age, age hits us all in different ways. (laughs) How was your Thanksgiving, Steve? It was great. It was just uh, very very small because you know my brother moved out to Vegas, my mom moved down to South Carolina, so just me, my dad, my sister. Very, very quiet, nice. It was my sister's first time hosting Thanksgiving, and she did an impressive job of not actually having to do any of the actual work. But she made (laughs) it look like she was busy the whole time because she was always kind of around. But, like, Tim put the turkey in the oven. Is that I did the green bean casserole. That's her boyfriend. And then my dad put, like, he put the stuffing together. She did whisk the gravy. I'll give her okay. credit. She okay. she was an and expert she whisker. <laughs> she did host it. But I, I thought it was an impressive job of just making it look like you did a lot, but you were just like, hey, <laughs> I'm just in the kitchen. But it was a lot of fun. We had a good time watching the football games, hanging out with the dogs, except for when her dog decided to attack Hazel because oh, no. he, he was just being a big jerk that day. And oh, uh, poor okay? Hazel was terrified. But now she's joint. good. She got she got some extra love because of that little moment. So she's all happy now. Were they a good litter holiday. mates? No, they were no. not. They're okay. they're not even same breeder. Oh, okay. 
They're yeah, the same type of dog, like, though. Way better, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she is a precious little baby. I do love her very much. She's the best. And then I took advantage of some Black Friday sales to snag some games. Snagged Control, Concrete okay. Genie, and Medieval, the the remaster, so I can Medieval. finally play that. I gotta yeah. say, like, there was nothing that I wanted to buy that was on sale. I was kind of like, the one thing yeah, I wanted to slim. buy wouldn't be on sale because Nintendo is not gonna drop their prices yeah especially on pokemon which just came out and that's what i wanted to get so yeah eh. exactly and like like all you have to do is look at what breath of the wild was still like 40 bucks and yeah. god of war was ten dollars this I black know. friday <laughs> i know like it's breath of the insane. wild is worth a full price to, like it's a great full price game but it's yeah. a black friday deal it should be cheaper but... yeah it's a two-year-old game too exactly yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. I, well, I will justify that's... its price, but not for a Black Friday deal. Wasn't that's GTA Nintendo. Five like $60 for like four years or something? But people yeah, kept for buying a while. it though, right? Yeah. yeah, for a while it was. And then nowadays you can get it for 20 pretty regularly. I'm pretty sure like any chance you go to get it, you can get it for like 20 bucks now. Yeah. Okay. So it's not too bad. But I'm looking forward to playing Control because naturally I've heard nothing but good, good things about yeah. it. I played through Concrete Genie. That was a lot of fun. I, I definitely recommend that to anybody who's looking for like a quick indie game on PS4. It's only okay. about like three to four hours, but like really pleasant, nice little soundtrack, cool little story, like very simple, but it was told well. And okay. uh, the, like the graffiti and like painting to like bring the world to life is kind of cool because you have a little creativity. You can kind of make the paintings the way you want to make them. And the genies, like your little buddies that help you, they're pretty fun because you can design those and. You can make them look pretty fucking ridiculous. So. Oh, see, I did. I never even knew what this game was. I'm looking at now. It looks super cute. Yeah, definitely recommend uh, if you're looking for like Concrete a nice Genie? Concrete Genie. Yeah, it's PS4. PS4. It looks really so that, cute. That was a good one. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, and uh, I, I'm gonna look probably dabble and try to get the platinum because it's not a hard platinum to get. So I okay. think I'm gonna snag that. But yeah, go get uh, go get Concrete Genie, folks. Really, really a good one. Okay, cool. Yeah, so all in all, good little weekend. Glad we're back here together. Yes. And we're really just going to kind of get right into things. We do have to kind of give a shout out because it's a little unfortunate news. Our good friends at Nerdiest Brands, they unfortunately have to close their doors at the end of the month. So I highly recommend up until December 31st, if you're out there, if you're looking for some great nerdy gear, still go check out nerdiestbrands.com, nerdiest, N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S, brands.com. They're fantastic. You can get 15% off now through the end of the month um, on pretty much anything in the store. They have beanies, hoodies, t-shirts, whatever you want. They have like art prints. So go check them out. They're fantastic. They've been a huge help to us over the past few years um, from, you know, sponsoring us from pretty much the beginning. So we're very thankful for all that they've done for us. And, you know, it's a bummer, but sometimes things happen, but we wish them nothing but the best. And like I said, this last month, if you're looking for those, gifts for the the gamer in your life make sure you go check out nerdiestbrands.com so you have until december 31st go get some nerdy gear before they unfortunately close their doors because maybe if they get enough gear maybe they can reopen their doors someday so we'll see you never know but thank you so much javi you've been a great support we love you love you javi thank you so to kick things off, we have a couple of voicemails from our good friends, Reese and Rianne. And this is going back to some episodes ago, which actually both of us, well, all three of us, excuse me, were on. So we got Reese talking about some of the, the horror things that we missed. 
and he's got some good ones in here. I did read a little through the Google transcripts, as always, because <laughs> they are they are a wild ride. And then Rianne, Rianne had some comments on the Outer Worlds. And so now by this time, like I finished the Outer Worlds, I imagine you guys are I'm probably done, done uh, close to done. <laughs> well, Matt, Matt has not know. been playing because he's the worst, well, but I finished. Uh, well, there getting, we go. We can have a nice little conversation. I've got all my there. teammates. So there's that. <laughs> he's got yes. all the teammates. All right. It's uh, not... <laughs> And so after we listen to the voicemails, we'll go into the topic of the show, which is what we were thankful for in 2019 in gaming. It's been a pretty good year. I know there were times where, you know, we were kind of wondering what 2019 was going to do comparatively to 2017 and 2018. But I think, you know, when all said and done, we've had a pretty great year and there's a lot to be grateful for. So we're going to just shed a bunch of positivity this episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know, it's the season of giving. It's the season of being thankful so what better time than, to, than now to talk about all that we loved in 2019. Mm-hmm. So let's get right into it. First voicemail from our good friend Reese. Hey, players. This is Reese calling. Uh, just listened to your horror episode. I'm a little bit behind. But um, I wanted to call uh, and just say you, you forgot Bloodborne, guys. Come on. Uh, I think Bloodborne is one of the best horror games that have been published uh, ever. I, I think it's one of the best games published ever. And um, it takes you through some, some great twists and turns, but I think it's really my kind of horror because I don't particularly like uh, jump scares, which is a big part of a lot of games, even if it's not the focal point. Uh, and there are a few, but, you know, it's it's enemies not where you ex- being not where you expect them more than it is, like, consistently, like, trying to startle you. Um, but, uh, the, the stories just gets twisted and cool and, uh, I, I really like it. And I like kind of walking into rooms and being like, what happened here? What is going on? Um, I'm glad you brought up Bioshock also. That was one that stood out to me as one that kind of failed, uh, to live up to being a horror game because you get too powerful in Bioshock. It starts out terrifying, and a few hours in, you are just mowing down enemies, and it turns into an action game. Uh, it's still a great game, but I think it does fail on the horror aspect. Uh, but I'm going to share a quick story about Bioshock 2, which I think is kind of funny. Um, I was in grad school when I finally got my 360, and I picked up Bioshock and Dead Rising, and... The system came in, and I had stuff going on the next day, but I was really excited, and I, I was pumped to try it out. So I looked at the two games, and I'm like, well, Dead Rising's a zombie game, so I'm not going to start that tonight because it's going to spook me. I'll go with Bioshock instead. Well, 15 minutes later, my uh, my Xbox 360 was off, and I was trying to put myself to bed. Um clearly picked the wrong one uh dead rising for those who don't know is not scary at all Uh, but (laughs) the intro to bioshock is crack yourself terrifying all right guys keep up the good work thanks for the episodes and i look forward to listening to the next one bye-bye thanks reese very valuable input yeah honestly because 
I think we, we, we don't have a lot of the Bloodborne Dark Souls experience. I know like I yeah, dabbled in the Bloodborne, <laughs> but it completely fell on the back burner. But I totally agree with him because the little bit I do play, and obviously I, we're all aware of Bloodborne and like the setting and everything. It is really a well done horror. Like that, mm-hmm. it, the setting is just a living entity. Like that whole world that you're in. So I think mm-hmm. like we did definitely miss that, but. There's a lot of horror games we did miss, but thank you for reminding us because honestly, it, it kind of just is, it's a different type of horror and it's one that just like sits with you while you're playing the entire thing, you know? So the next one that Reese is calling in with is, I can't believe I missed this because this is actually one of my favorite games. So here we go with another one from Reese. Hey players, it's Reese again, and I'm just calling because I forgot to mention the other favorite horror game um, of mine, which is Twisted Metal Black. It's, uh, the gameplay isn't horror at all. Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of, uh, terrifying if it were real. But, uh, the storylines in that game are so dark and, uh, just really fit, fit the horror genre in that way. Anyway, just wanted to give a shout out to that old PS2 game. Uh, it was a really cool experience my senior year of high school. Alright, talk to you guys soon. Bye. <laughs> I've never played it, so. Oh, that know. one, that one, I highly recommend. I think you you may be able to get your hands on it because I think you can get it in the PS Store for PS4, and I think it's only like uh, ten bucks or something. It, it obviously okay. it's not like a remaster; it is literally just like a PS2 import. So the handling is <laughs> it's a little rough at times, oh, but boy. he is a hundred percent right. The little vignettes that they were doing for like the stories for each character. That was incredible. Like that's why it's one of my favorite games because I remember I, I played through every single character so I could see every single story, and some of them are like especially Sweet Tooths. The whole thing is what like is, Calypso like he is killed like his family or something. Oh yeah, he went crazy. Yeah, he's a, he's he's a mess. Like, he's a mass like, murderer. He loves Jesus. killing, and what it is I is I thought he was a goofy clown. <laughs> oh. Oh, he's not goofy. He is very dark. <laughs> and uh, so spoilers for Twisted Metal Black, but Calypso is the guy who runs it. And the whole thing is if you win, then he gives you whatever you want. But there's always a catch. And so when Sweet Tooth wins, like when you complete the story as him, he's like, yeah, I want this fire to go out. Like, this is ridiculous. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy's like, yeah, sure. I'll put the I'll put the fire out, but you can never kill again. He's like, well... And he just literally cuts his throat right there. He's like, well, I'm not going to agree to that deal. So, yeah, pretty dark. Great story. Even if you don't want to go back and play it, just go and watch, like, all of the Twisted Metal Black cutscenes. They're so Mm. good. I'm pretty sure they exist on YouTube. I think, I actually know what, they definitely do because I went back, like, five years ago and rewatched them because that's (laughs) much about the game. (laughs) Thank you so much for giving us a call, Reese. We really appreciate it. Thanks for all the time you spend listening to us jabber about video games. You're the best. And so now, the next one from our good friend, Rianne. Hi, Plus One. This message is brought to you by Spacer's Choice 2-Hour NG Brew. Remember, it's not the best choice, it's Spacer's Choice. All jokes aside, what's up, Plus One? This is Reen Bean. Uh, I was just listening to your podcast on the Outer Wall, so I thought I'd call in and let you guys know that this game is amazing. I agree with all of your points. Um, I have a sassy, space technology-focused lesbian with lots of determination skills traveling through space and saving the world. 
Uh, yeah, it's a great game. I love Christine's point about um, kind of the world were a little bit empty. I think that's my only thing that I don't like about the game. Um, the load screens for anybody interested on PS4 are a lot longer than PC. Uh, it slightly takes away from it, but not a big way. Um, the skill tree is amazing. There's definitely a lot to learn. And honestly, this might be one of the few games that I actually go through more than just once. Uh, so yeah, I love the game. I can't wait to finish it. I'm just about to complete the last mission, but I'm wrapping up all of my side quests. Uh, I thought you guys had some great points about character building, the skill tree, what you can do. Um, and I'm really looking forward to what Obsidian comes up with next. So love what you guys do. Love the podcast and can't wait to hear more. Thanks so much. Bye. Love you, Rianne. Love you. Oh, thank, thank you, you Rianne. And yeah, the Outer Worlds now that we have had a couple of weeks since we recorded that episode. I know, Christine, you're finished. I'm finished. Matt, as we talked earlier, you're a Ugh. little, nah, uh, you're there. You're uh, there. You got your team assembled. I'm working on it. We're, you no, you're not. You're playing Halo. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Halo Reach, that's I imagine. True. Yeah, yeah, that's I'll, what came out. I'll get yeah. to that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I loved the ending because I did things in a way where – I got to like keep the crew together and everybody kind of had it. Like all my companions had like a happy ending, which was what I was hoping for, especially Parvati. I loved her character quest line, like setting her up on on the date. It was awesome. Like I, every time there was a chance to give her like a snarky answer, I'd be like, no, I'm giving her the sincere answer because Parvati's the best. So how did you, how did your ending come about? I got the quote unquote best ending. Like nice. I yeah, I don't I guess spoiler warning. Like I didn't okay. betray <laughs> Phineas. I was yep. like, fuck you to the board. Yep. Um got the good ending for everybody, so I was like perfect. It's like yeah. I I'm one of those people that's like, I need to get the good ending because I need something good to go right in my fictional life, so you know, we need this. There good. was a lot of seeds of doubt with Phineas that they were trying to plant. And I'm like, no, yeah. I'm riding. I'm riding with my boy Phineas. Like till he's the just, end, he's just Doc I trusted Brown. him. He's fine. Yeah, <laughs> he was totally good. There was so there was at one point I had to like reload a pass save because I was trying to get like a little cute, <laughs> and uh, and so on Ellie's quest line where like you oh, go yeah. to her parents. Mm-hmm. After after that little confrontation, I was like, "What happens if I just kill the parents?" So I did that, oh. and uh, she did not like that very much, and so oh. she left. And I was just like, I, "I I I don't want that to happen." So I went back and reloaded a save, but yeah. I was I was very satisfied with the ending. Everybody had a happy ending. I ended up keeping Sanjar in power because that was just the much smarter thing to do. Because the other ones were like super radical, and like I was like, I don't know what they're going to do if they are in charge of this whole city. So, yeah, I, I made sure Sandra stayed in power. <laughs> but honestly, I really enjoyed the game, and that's why I think that it's going to be interesting next week with the Game Awards because I, I really think the Outer Worlds has a chance to win Game of the Year. And, like, I know there's, like, gripes from people, like, eh, it, like, didn't look great, like, I guess graphically or, you know, it didn't really, I guess people keep complaining that it didn't really do anything to advance the genre, but why does, like, why does it have to advance the genre? Why can't it just be a really great game that exists in that genre? <laughs> yeah. How, how much <laughs> farther is, can we like, advance genres? Yeah. Like, like nowadays, how, how many more original ideas can yeah. we get? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like that was the thing is it scratched every itch of just like a good RPG. So I actually kind of hope Outer Worlds wins it. I think that'd be a cool story. Yeah, I would really like for them to win. I loved it, so. So, Matt, 
Go finish the game, man. I'm tr- <laughs> no, I know. It's not like super long. I know. Either. <laughs> I just like I get down and I play it for like two hours, and I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm done. And then like, I'll, I just won't, you I won't it. get back to it. And then like, and then I like I like I'll play it later today. And then like I don't do that today. And then the next day it comes around, and I'm like. Oh, Halo's out. I gotta play that. <laughs> yeah, see that I I like forced myself to finish it because Death Stranding was right around the corner, and I was like, I know what's about to happen to me. So that's mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> the problem when I'm playing like a single player game is like usually like I'll like I'll get out of work and I'll play it, uh, but then it'll be like someone will say like, Oh, you want to play this? And now like yeah, I'm not one to just be like, No, I'm gonna play my single player game. I'll be like, Okay, yeah. So like it'll yeah, either be that or something, and like I keep getting like someone else wants to play something else, or I get sidetracked doing this, and or I have to watch Watchmen because I was behind like three episodes, and people are talking oh, about it nonstop. Show. So I had watched that for three hours. <laughs> all right, all right, good to hear. I can't wait to hear your final thoughts when you play through it. <laughs> it's a good one. It, it's a good one. It is. So I I do think. That's a good little time to wrap up that first segment. Thank you again, Rianne and Reese, for the voicemails. Great hearing from you both. And now let's hop into what we're thankful for in 2019, which, honestly, there ended up being a lot to be thankful for. So, Matt, since you didn't get to chime in too much with the Outer Worlds conversation, why don't you kick things off? What's one of the first things you were grateful for for 2019 in gaming? Ah, let's see. Uh, I am thankful for the sanctified mind. And how he has taught me oh, a lesson son of a in bitch. humility <laughs> that some yeah. things are just, no matter how hard you try, sometimes you just, you know, it's just never good enough. Inherent soul. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he That's is, son of a bitch. But uh, no, fuck him. Um, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Fuck him. Let's get, all right, let's get the negativity uh, out of the way. Yeah, I'll okay. Now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, but no, in all seriousness, um, we mentioned it before, but, uh, I am thankful for Halo on PC. <laughs> Played nice. that, uh, got released last night, uh, Halo Reach from the Master Chief Collection, downloaded it, well, actually downloaded the whole thing, they were, like, releasing them piecemeal, or, I don't know yeah. why, I don't know what the reason behind that is, but whatever. <laughs> Keep people wanting more, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm just happy they released Reach first, because that's, I remember having some very very good times playing that back in the that's day. on games pass yes it is on games pass it is oh okay, perfect awesome. well then. it says Looks like i'm now, downloading it's on that games pass and i fucking i didn't know i bought it <laughs> <laughs> hey now we might have a chance to to squat up on halo which, well, be, which would be a lot I of fun you can show me the way yep forward play to halo that. with xbox game pass. um but oh uh, <laughs> all right yikes well let's do it <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Now I've got it double down. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I got the double down on the Halo. Um, but yeah, it's so awesome. I'm glad Reach was the first one to come out. Uh, like I said, that's. I think that's one of the. I feel like that's one of the most underappreciated Halo games. That's it. That was the last Bungie outing, and I think they like really nailed it with that one. Uh, came out 60 FPS on the PC, which is beautiful. Oh. Had some enhanced graphical options. It's good. It, it doesn't look like bad, but like it is like an almost you know ten year old game, right? But right. like True. still like just get get a little you know fresh coat of paint on there. But uh, it's awesome playing it on mouse and keyboard. That's so cool. 
<laughs> just like i've wanted to do this for so long there you go and, and you what, finally can I know just like the biggest thing for me was just the nostalgia just like booting it up yeah. again, hearing the theme getting into matchmaking and hearing like the countdown and like playing oddball with like all grenade launchers it's just like the cha- <laughs> just like the chaotic insane game modes that like you just yeah you you turn on action sack and it just throws you into some random shit where it's like okay it's all snipers and there's low gravity and everyone has a jetpack it's right <laughs> it's just crazy shit like that yeah i used to go over to my friend's house in high school and they would have halo and so that would be like the one time i'd ever get to play and they would just constantly go into shoddy and sniper games and those are like two of the guns that I just hate using in <laughs> shooters most of the time. So I was just super bad at it because, like, oh, <laughs> I didn't have access to an uh, Xbox just, frequently. <laughs> just get me in a tank and I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, uh, I, be I sucked out, at Halo, out, but it was fun. <laughs> spend as well, now I'm looking forward to having a chance to squad up with you. That'll be that'll be a good Absolutely. time. Yeah. Uh, we When we actually first started playing, I was playing with uh, – met m and uh my cousin connor because that was like the old squad from back in the days we used to play all the time and um we thought there were some matchmaking issues because we were getting to like the matchmaking screen and it would be like five minutes would go by 10 minutes would go by and it would just (laughs) be like nothing we'd have like you know two players found and it would just keep resetting and resetting and we're like oh god like it must be like the servers there must be some sort of shitty issue with like going yeah. on with like the launch um it was oddly like reminiscent because it was like oh it just feels like playing halo back on xbox live because this would literally happen <laughs> all the time <laughs> we just could not find a match because matchmaking sucked um but like eventually like 15 minutes go by and we're like looking into it we can't find anyone complaining about like server issues or matchmaking issues right and we're watching a stream too of someone playing and he's getting into games instantly so we're starting <laughs> to think like is it just us is there something wrong with us and it turns out my cousin had this feature turned on where it like narrows down servers based on like cheat protection or other like pre-qualifiers and he had Jeez. that turned on for some reason and he found it and as soon as he turned it off the matchmaking filled up immediately and we were in a game and it was like you got to That's be hilarious. Me. You're just sitting there for 15 <laughs> minutes. We've been sitting like, for what's literally going half on? an hour. Yeah, like half an hour <laughs> we played one game. And it was just like, <laughs> That's we so funny. So much time. But so I'm half like, you know, a smooth launch. That's Yeah. You know, and you're back in it. Happy with does that. It just does it feel just like it was like did you just immediately remember like every little nook and cranny of the maps you were jumping into? Not really. <laughs> there was oh, some really? That, there was well like Game wise, weapons wise, I was like, I remember all these. I remember how these work. Some of the maps, I was like, I don't remember this one at all. Like, I didn't. Like, I had no idea there was like a wraith around the corner, and we just kind of ran around, and like a guy got into it and just killed everyone because we had no idea there was something there. (laughs) (laughs) This is like, uh, but um, awesome time. Very, very happy, and I'm excited for the other games to come out. Nice. I know. I'm looking forward to dabbling with like the whole Master Chief collection. I think. 
because that's one of the things, especially doing this podcast for so long with you and Matt M, and especially all the times he's talked about the Halo series and the story that it's had. Mm-hmm. That's very intriguing to me that because like I really don't know too many of the spoilers because he was good about covering some tracks, but like th- this way I can kind of experience it for the first time. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say like they're releasing them chronologically. Which is, oh, like, nice. story-wise. So it's, like, Reach happens first chronologically, and then they're releasing the original, like, Halo Combat Evolved is the second one, yeah. because that happens right afterwards. And then right. and then everything else is in, like, normal order. All right, I'm ready to rock with that. But, Christine, what is one yes. of the first things you're thankful for for 2019? So I'm really thankful for people in the industry uh, becoming more vocal about the things that are happening behind the scenes that we don't know so much about, like yeah, the, all the crap that happened with Telltale Games and like when they're pushing for deadlines and how it's kind of raising like this awareness of how the video game industry needs unions. Um, I really think that because of how vocal people have been and forthcoming information has been that we might see unions actually happening within the next year or two, which I think is a really good thing. And that's what I'm hoping for. So I think exposure like that is really important in every industry. People need to be treated fairly and not be like worked to death just for money. Um, so I'm really hoping that things continue to progress in a positive manner. Well, yeah, and we just had that big win with Riot having to pay out basically every female employee since 2014 mm-hmm. because of the work that reporters had done to ex- and all the people who came forward and actually told the the, the truth about what was going on there and exactly. obviously that's that's a pretty scary thing to do because you're putting your whole career on the line because obviously it's like a, a word of mouth thing and so it they took the risk and the reporters did the work and then you start to see more and more of these thankfully more and more of these come to light You'd hope to see less in the sense that it's just happening less, but with more and more of these getting kind of blown up, maybe now the hope is people are realizing, hey, we really got to stop doing the shit because eventually we're going to get caught. So mm-hmm. I think I think everything's moving in a better direction because of it. And I know, I think Cecilia DeAnastasio was one of the ones um, from Kotaku who did a lot of that type of reporting. She actually just finished up at Kotaku and got a job at Wired, so she's going to be doing oh, nice. even more stuff. Because I know she's she's been one of the the best reporters in that field because that's important work. Mm-hmm. I know it's like serious, but it's important. So no, that's I'm, I'm that's glad very it's not good as thing hush hush anymore. I'm like yes, yeah. speak up <laughs> for sure. It's it's good to see that people are being held accountable. Hell yeah! I guess I'll I'll, sh- I'll shift gears a little bit in, into what I'm thankful for and. I am just thankful that it finally came out. I finally got to play it. I'm thankful Death Stranding exists in this world. That was one of mine. <laughs> oh, good. You two can discuss it. <laughs> yeah. Because, obviously, the the trailers all these years, no one knew what the hell it was. And it was just like, let me just play the damn thing. Finally, it came out. And uh, for better or worse, like the game is what it is. But I, I think it's the coolest thing about it is that there was the ability for this outrageous thing to exist with like this AAA style budget. Mm-hmm. And I know it's because obviously it's like Hideo Kojima's name. He had a lot of investors. He had a lot of people who believed that he could pull something off. Obviously it's a weird game, but the acting is 
absolutely incredible. The there is a lot of good things in the gameplay. Like I find myself going back to it now just so I can like com- continue to build roads. Mm-hmm. I, I really love building roads in that game. <laughs> yeah, I'm on chapter three, and I haven't played the main story quest in hours because yeah. it's like, oh my god, I can't. I there's like I. What happened was I got the game the weekend we were going away to Austin, so mm. I played it for like two days, didn't touch it, then I come back. I'm like, and when I was still in chapter one, I'm like, oh my god, there's like structures here. I guess like it connected from when I was gone. I get to chapter three, I'm like, oh my god, there's partially roads. This is yeah. so great. So I've just been rebuilding, delivering people's stuff like from other servers, like other porters, not even yeah. in the game. And I'm like, oh, I love seeing that I just got 10k likes. This is great. Like I oh, yeah. am, and I am a really big fan on of the Death Stranding community on Reddit. It is so not toxic, which yeah. is really, I guess this is like leading into one of my other ones. Like how like nice it is to have a gaming community that doesn't make me want to kill myself because of how <laughs> yeah, horrible like... they are. It's so nice. Uh, um, like someone made a post once about how. Like, you know, I feel like I'm hitting a slog in the game, like, but I really am enjoying it. I want to keep playing. And everyone's like, keep on keeping on. Like, what help you? It's just so nice. And yeah. I'm really glad I didn't totally shit on it. And that I am happy I, I didn't pay $60 for it, obviously. I traded in games. But I'm so, so happy yeah. I got it. I am really thrilled. And I've only played one Kojima game. I'm not a Kojima fan. Like, right. I think he's a little strange, but... He's definitely a weird guy. Yeah, but I love... It's such a fun game, and honestly, I think people that are criticizing it so much really need to give it... Just give it a chance. It's so much fun. Oh, yeah. I think, obviously, there there are definitely some parts in the writing that, you like, are just, like, super eye-rolly and, like, cringy, but, like, that's again, fine. that's that's Kojima, and, like, we, we talked about this... Um, I talked about it with Jimmy Good, where it's, like, I didn't really care about the Monster Energy thing. Like, I know a lot of people are upset about that. I, I just don't care it's, about, it's funny. Like, product placement. <laughs> It honestly just reminded me of the scene in Wayne's World. Like, <laughs> it's so like insanely blatant. It's like, yeah, what? <laughs> like, oh, it's just, it's just out there. Yeah, eventually that goes away. Like, you eventually do something in the game and it gets replaced. So, they like, it's only there the for like the first factory. part. They do, <laughs> yeah. They burn it to the ground. <laughs> that's actually what's been terrible. It's been the actual monster. It's like that thing came to life. The crazy. real monster. Those are the BTs. Monsters all along. All along. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the game, it's just green ooze coming out of the, <laughs> out the ground. Uh, it was um, Rockstar energy drink <laughs> behind the whole thing. Oh, man. That's a Shyamalan twist right there. To get a monopoly on the energy drink but- business. <laughs> I think one of the because I, I think that I might know what they're talking about when they talk about the slog because there is a part of the game and it does feel super tedious to the point where you're like why am I ha- like why am I being forced to do these things mm-hmm. and so there's a part that in the main story it, it'll kind of force you to do things that limit what you're able to use in the sense of like what you've been accustomed to and it doesn't feel like it's doing it for any reason other than to like make it a little more difficult. Uh-huh. And so some there were some parts where I was like, all right, this is a little eh. But like at the end of the day, I still really enjoy doing the deliveries. And at this point, I pretty much have like a, in, in that main section of the game, I pretty much have like a fully connecting road like going into the mountains. Like I just need to finish off a couple of more 
auto pavers and I'll have like an entire road that I can just make deliveries on. I'm actually really excited. Like I told you, I fucking <laughs> love building roads. <laughs> like that's one of my Great. favorite things to do. And that's why I was a little bummed. Like at a certain point, like you kind of get taken away from like doing those things, like building yeah. things around you. You you start to m- more focus on like just getting to your end game. Mm-hmm. It is a it's very long winded. Like I will say, Kojima, like dude, you just gotta fig- take like one writing class that's just how to write an ending like just end it at some point there yeah. were so many times where i was like and there's more i was like jesus christ how many like, ending credits are there uh, <laughs> i don't want to like say because that might spoil something yeah hold on don't listen i've been fairly decent <laughs> about yeah. six yeah. hours i'm not gonna say credits yeah. but you're still playing i do i that's the thing is i do love just like going back and now it's at the point where i can just pick it up if i just want to kind of relax for a couple hours and like go around like build some things and what i kind of want to do next after i build the roads is i want to go up into the mountains and start building zip lines so that way there's like more zip lines for people to use and shit like that like that like you were saying like that's the coolest part about death stranding is the community it's a multiplayer community where you never actually interact with anybody other than when you press the, you know, the the touchpad and you shout out, hey, I'm Sam. And if someone's in the area, they're like, I'm Sam, too, which is, I think is a pretty cool feature. Yes. But just, like, using each other's shit, like, when you log in, like I've said in the past, Love like, that. this is, like, one of the only social medias, like, I actually really enjoy seeing, like, people people use your road or people yes. use your climbing anchor. I, I love like, that. Yeah, fuck yeah, it's awesome. So I'm very happy that that type of idea was just let go. Like, they were just like, yeah, do whatever the fuck you want to do. And the fact that that game was made in like three years is bananas. <laughs> because bananas. I'm, I, that's why I'm very curious. Like, I want to see if there's ever going to be anything that comes out about like crunch there. That's one of the things I've noticed. Like, say what you will about Kojima. I find it very difficult, if it's even possible, to find someone that's worked with him that has had negative things to say about their experience with him. It's always super positive. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like, you can talk about his writing. And, and If you want the best analysis of Kojima as a writer, read the book by Anthony and Ashley Birch titled Metal Gear Solid. They do a full commentary of the original Metal Gear Solid. They have, like, the perfect summation of, like, how Kojima writes. And I highly recommend going to check that book out. It's fantastic. That but, would be interesting because it is, like, truly, like, an enigma. Oh yeah, like it's, where does this? Where do these ideas come from? <laughs> yeah, he's he's a he's a wild card, you know. He's he's a wild card, but great I game. The acting, Mads was awesome. I mean, Norman was obviously solid as well. And then you had Tommy; he was fucking dope. Like, what was Troy. it? Dead? Yeah, what was it? Dead man? That was his name. Dead man. Was no, dead, dead man was Guillermo. Dead man was Guillermo. He was Die Hardman. Really Die Hardman. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't really Guillermo. Like, Guillermo just lent his likeness, but there was another dude yeah, and, doing all the acting. And he allowed someone <laughs> to do his accent? <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was interesting. Because I can't see but any yeah. other voice coming from that type of person. Yeah, <laughs> Tommy Earl Jenkins, though, as Die Hardman, was a phenomenal performance. He was awesome. So, yeah, it, it was it was great. Like, it's Troy crazy Baker, that that thing exists. Yeah, he was he was phenomenal. like Higgs is just a weird fucking character. I love it. <laughs> like, in, in a game in a very weird game, Higgs is a weird dude. But yeah, I <sighs> it's one thing that like I'll never forget my time with Death Stranding. That's for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> yeah, 
I love it so much. Like yeah. I can't wait to play when we're done with the podcast. <laughs> I know. I don't blame you. I might go back and build more roads. You know, it's a nice relaxing endeavor. But Matt, uh, what's uh, what's your next one? Uh, let's see. My next one uh, again. We're we're gonna. <laughs> I guess we're gonna talk about it some more. But uh, I'm thankful because I haven't finished it. But I'm thankful for the Outer Worlds. Yes. Even though I haven't finished yeah, it. Me too. Same. I am thankful to have it because it's one of the most like refreshing RPGs. And again, like it doesn't do anything different. That's the thing. Like yeah. we can we can say that. Like it doesn't really you know take the RPG genre to the next level, but it's so but I feel like we haven't gotten something that like that just focuses on like and we talked about it at length that just focuses on role playing right mm-hmm. to like the most basic of mechanics that's like fallen to the wayside in favor of like you know shooting and mm-hmm. exploration and open worlds and graphics and looking fucking dope <laughs> and it's just like how about just just like i want like let's have some like i want conversations even right. so yeah. simple as that just like having a game with like a deep conversation like mechanic mm-hmm. where like you know stuff you say like matters and stuff you you do matters and like there's like actual repercussions and like there's multiple branching dialogue options that actually affect the game and it isn't just you know red blue green right right <laughs> and yeah i'm just you know I know I haven't finished it. I might not seem like I'm thankful, but I am. <laughs> Trust. I believe me. you. Trust me. I'm <laughs> very happy to have it. Yeah, because I totally agree. Like, I think the one other game that came out this year that I guess you could maybe say does focus on those RPG elements of, of conversation is Greedfall. However, I just don't think Greedfall has a tenth of the charisma that Outer Worlds has. Like, yeah. Greedfall is, it, it's a little bit, it's slightly more polished because it, it literally just ripped off Dragon Age Inquisition. It's like, we're going to take your user interface and just plop it into our game. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that because it's a solid interface, so it works out well. But it, it's, that game is all about just being a diplomat and, like, talking to people. And mm-hmm. it does have combat, but the gun is super OP in that game. Like you could just use the gun constantly as long as you have enough ammo and con- that makes combat much more doable. Mm-hmm. I liked how the outer worlds didn't really focus on the combat, but instead they're like, "Here, we're going to give you some like cool weapons at least. So like you can have fun with it. And th- that's the, the big thing yeah. I take away with the outer worlds is it's just fun. You like, can it's really super fun. Again, you can just do whatever you want. If you want to yeah. just use melee, just go ahead. Just use a yeah. hammer the whole time <laughs> and just bash everyone's head in, you know, or you can It's my trusty hammer. Yeah, use the shrink ray <laughs> or don't you whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah. It's so, fantastic. Yeah, it definitely has that freedom aspect of just like you can be what you want to be, do what you want to do. Which is like all I've ever really wanted. <laughs> yeah, I want to go back and do another playthrough and, and switch things up a little bit. Oh yeah, I want to maybe do a playthrough maybe as change an idiot. my interactions. Yes, <laughs> I made my I character very very smart because same. I like to have like the maximum like dialogue options. Yep. Uh, but now I just want to play it again as just a fucking like brute. as dumb like a yeah, dumb that'd be so brute. Fun. Dude, you could be the brute with the hammer. <laughs> yes, full <laughs> melee skills. That's yeah. it. That'd be oh fantastic. God. That'd be such a fun playthrough to watch. <laughs> oh my god! Why did why did he wait? Why did, why did the professor wake this guy up? <laughs> this Neanderthal. <laughs> <Of all of laughs> <all. laughs> 
they couldn't find one guy who knew how to read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's literally like a thing. Like you could just be like yeah. illiterate. <laughs> I know the fact they thought to put that in the game. That's another reason why it's just like such a, it's yeah. such a refreshing RPG. It's fun to see that those can still exist. And like you said, like it doesn't need to do anything to like change how RPGs are. Like it could just be what it is and yeah, still just, be awesome. Yeah. Just going back to basics is like yeah. refreshing enough. For sure. And because it wasn't, like, a super long one, you know? Yeah. It was, like, maybe 25, 30, or, like, you could probably push it to, like, 40 or 50 if you really... Because there were definitely some side missions I did not end up doing. Yeah. Um, but I did, like, all my companion quests. Those are the ones I really cared about, but, mm-hmm. you know, all the ones I would that you say, yeah, upon. 35 hours, I think, is a good yeah. estimate mm-hmm. with everything. Yeah. It was, it was easy to get through, and, like, it, you wanted to keep playing. Exactly. And maybe, the, it, like, you it, don't, the, Matt. <laughs> well, like Matt was saying how, you know, he wants to play next time as, like, an idiot. It has, like, high replay value. Even if, like, the quests may be the same for the most part, like, mm. the way you yeah. respond to them will give you different outcomes. And, like, this ran- this run, I was pro, like, Phineas and the, co- the Hope Colonists. Next time I want to be, like, pro board and see how that differs in the story ending. Mm-hmm. Right. So that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. we're all very grateful for the Outer Worlds. And Christine, what's your next one? So my next one is pretty recent. Um, this couple of days ago, Stardew Valley got a huge update full of new content, quality of life changes. It was it was to the Empress's satisfaction. Yes. Uh. <laughs> well, I haven't played it yet. I've looked through the, like the log of yeah. everything that they did, the spoiler free version. And because uh, I play with mods, so I want to wait for those to get updated before I play again. But yeah, like this is one of my favorite games. Clearly, I never stop talking <laughs> about it. I always recommend so- you get it. It's so good. And I'm so happy to know that the developer you know, is still working on it. And like he still really cares about this project that he even though he did most of the work himself, he still took on other people to help. Mm-hmm. And I've heard it's been really good. He's he's been very um excited to implement it a lot of multiplayer changes too i'm super happy that you know developers still care very much about their games and are willing to still put in this time and effort yeah you know it's one of my favorite games of the decade i would say like it's so good and i'm so happy to see that like it's not over yet like there's still (laughs) new things being added and he's gonna be working on a new game too so it's super Super excited. I'm so thankful that Stardew Valley is still getting love because it really does deserve it. It's just such a nice, relaxing, fun game. Yeah, that's one I've always I've always respected and appreciated what it, what it what it is, but I've never actually played it myself. Can't recommend enough. It's a great Switch game, honestly. Great Switch game. I remember this is like way back to I want to say maybe like episode three or four of the the Ombra Gaming podcast oh. when Matt Martinez was. <laughs> very very satisfied that he had stardew valley on his switch and he was saying he couldn't believe anybody would get it on their pc because (laughs) he could just go lay in bed and he could play stardew and have a great time so that's a throwback that's a that's an old that's an old one (laughs) it is honestly such a great like if you don't want to play with mods or don't care about mods Get it on the Switch. It's such a great portable. Yeah. Oh, I just want to play for like an hour, like 45 minutes. It's so good. Maybe I'll, have to, maybe I'll have to. Sometimes dabble. you need that. 
It's yeah. only fifteen dollars. It's not an expensive no, not game. Just <laughs> do one of those so. chill, chill vibes game. Yeah, yeah. chill, chill vibes. vibes. So, uh, when I'm done lo-fi, building roads, lo-fi <laughs> aesthetic. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. That's my lifestyle. Music to study too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, there you go. We got some Stardew Valley content, and maybe maybe I'll have to dabble. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next one, this is like, well, it's pretty much my last one because I don't want to go too crazy with all of these because this one is like a, it's like an all encompassing. I went with Death Stranding because Death Stranding was like my my real big single player experience of the year where I just kind of like really dove in and had some time to myself. But I'm really thankful this year for like a resurgence in me playing some multiplayer with some great squads, and it's two mm. two different ones here. So naturally, we got to talk about the Destiny squad. I've been hanging out with you guys in the Mothra clan, and before that, I was mm. hanging out with you know Maria and some other the folks in the What's Good Guardians. We were we did the Leviathan raid, and then us and the Mothra guys, we were. We were really, oh, now we're the Hashla dudes, the frap bros of Crota. My mistake. <laughs> yeah. So we, 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 we've been having a, a little bit of a tough time, as we talked about at the very beginning with the Sanctified Mind. But just doing the Garden of Salvation raid has been a great time. And also just, like, it doing has. the other things on Destiny has been a lot of fun. Like, yeah. playing on PC. Like, I've pretty much converted fully when I do play Destiny. It's just on PC at this point just because it moves so much smoother. And we have a pretty good squad. Like, there's always, like, six or seven of us that could be be available to play at any time. So, really a huge fan of the Destiny experience this past year. Very thankful for that. All, like, frustrations aside, it's been <laughs> yeah absolute blast. I feel like we've come together as a, as a team, as a clan. Yes. And we've become stronger there for it. We just need to get a little bit stronger. <laughs> yeah, we just we were we were this close. I can't. I still can't believe it, man. We had it down to a quarter health. We had it down. Oh, I'll, I'll never get that image out of my head of just seeing that quarter health. And then I was like, we almost got it. And then I think like four of us died at the same time. I was like, we don't got it. And that was the end. <laughs> I don't between, got it. I don't got it. <laughs> I don't got it. But between that and the Drifter roleplay where we've just kind of turned him into like John <laughs> Gruden, it's been an absolute blast. So huge fan uh, of Destiny. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, what are you doing over there? Getting crazy. <laughs> I'm the Drifter. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to when we finally take down the Sanctified Mind. We do have to we have to schedule that, but I, I see that in our near future. We're gonna we're gonna win. I have faith. Um, I believe in you guys. Thank you. We see we need all the support gotta we can get. Believe. Really, it it gets pretty dark at times. We're gotta so. believe, listeners. We are asking for your support. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts please. And prayers for more. We would love it. And then another multiplayer experience. I, this is funny because it's like 2007 all over again. But. I'm thankful for this Call of Duty Modern Warfare because I got a pretty good squad of folks that I've been playing with on PS4. And then here I'll dabble here and there with the the crossplay with uh, Bear and Goldcast. We were playing a little bit with them. But for the most part, playing with Rian and then my friends uh, Ben and Chris on PS4. And we're rolling with a good squad, having a great time. It's It's very reminiscent of like playing Modern Warfare on PS3 because that was kind of like the first big shooter that I got into on PS3 before that was like Warhawk but like let's be like Warhawk Warhawk it was so bad it was on PS3 yeah it was I was so gonna bad. say like there was yeah. like wasn't that like a launch title oh yeah like, you had to use like the the motion controller right 
control. Yeah, there was there was something involved that was with like that, the but they gimmick, though, was like, they got rid of the motion stuff very quickly because they were like, yeah. this fucking sucks. But yeah, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the original one, Call of Duty Four. Like I played so much of that, me and my buddy, and then so this kind of brought back like again like squad mentality, like squad. It, it brought back my actual enjoyment of Modern Warfare when I actually have friends to play with because just going into, like, a lobby is usually kind of shitty, but when you have, like, a good squad who's doing the actual objective, the game is a lot of fucking fun, and Gunfight is a blast. So having a great time just going back to some, like, really fun multiplayer modes with some great squads, so I'm thankful that 2019 has been... A kind of a, a rejuvenator for my multiplayer love because I'd kind of gone away from it last year had a lot of single player experiences you know God of War Spider-Man Red Dead 2 mm. this year I had a lot more multiplayer time and I'm thankful for it remember when they said single player games were dead yeah that was <laughs> they Dumbest also said consoles were dead thing. like after the PS2 so <laughs> people are so yeah. Gamer, gamers are dumb <laughs> <laughs> are we dead? <laughs> Find out next week. God, video games are dead. No one plays video games anymore. Guys, yeah. come on. Wake up. They always they always try to say someone's about to die. Wake up, sheeple. Eventually, when video games do die, they'll blame it on millennials. We'll, we'll have killed it. Yeah, We'll Can't have wait. murdered those, it, just those, like we did to Applebee's. Those millennials who went, ex- went extinct 500 my favorite, years ago. Yeah, my favorite <laughs> is when they're saying millennials are hurting divorce lawyers just because... They're staying married. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's good. I love that. (laughs) But do do you guys have anything else that you were thankful for? Let's see. I got. I I was gonna say I'll throw. It's like a throwaway one. Let's do it. Let's throw it away. It's um (laughs) basically because I haven't played this game yet, but I am very thankful that there is a good. Single player Star Wars game. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I will be playing uh, Jedi Fallen Order eventually, but I have waited. I don't even know how long since the last <laughs> like good single player Star Wars game came yeah. out. It's just the fact that there's one that didn't even need to be like that good. It needed to just be like good enough. Or like I just just to have fun. Like you could hack and slash whatever you could push people. But like apparently it's uh like glitches aside, which like I've seen some funny stuff. Which is like whatever. Yeah. I I don't know. Whatever. I could have used a little more time to cook, but still a great game. It's fine. Yeah. Very happy that exists. Just just happy you know Star Wars can be good even for even just for a little while. Hey, and you got the movie coming out <laughs> until the it falls back into the pit of despair. <laughs> oh, the movie will be good. But everyone fucking Have faith. complains about the movie. <laughs> I know that's the worst. I'm, I'm. That's why I kind of like just like not being super into it because like I think the movies are just enjoyable. You know, they're a good time. <laughs> good time. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Mm. We will see. <laughs> Christine, what was the one? Uh, the last one you had? I'm thankful. That Borderlands 3 finally came out. <laughs> <laughs> and I got my OG squad. We've played, well, me and my one friend, we've we play, we've played every single one of the Borderlands games together. Um, but our other two friends, we've played together since Borderlands 2. So we've done two, pre-sequel, and now three. And it's so nice to like be able to play with them again and get more story and just have such a good time with that i just i really missed 
Borderlands and we've been clamoring for it for years so I'm just happy it's like finally fucking out and there's new stuff new DLC drops this month the first one I can't wait so thank you Randy Magic Man <laughs> it's Randy here Magic Man <laughs> God Bluth <laughs> Master of Magic <laughs> yeah it's, it's illusions <laughs> so it's been as you can see it's been a hell of a year I think uh, in terms of comparing it to 2017 and 2018, that could be a conversation for another time. I think, obviously, in terms of like blockbuster games, maybe not you know the same level, but still, all around, it's been a hell of a year for games. We've, we've seen some unexpectedly good games. Like I'm pretty sure no one really expected to be blown away like they were with Control. People had their doubts about a Star Wars single-player game, but they were blown away by that, so... We've had a lot of positive surprises, and like you said earlier, Christine, we've had some some good strides going in, in exposing some of these bad practices, hopefully to avoid it in the future. But honestly, all in all, 2019, you've been a great year. We've had a lot of fun with everything you've had to offer. And you out there, if you have anything that you would like to let us know that you were thankful for in 2019, give us a call at 347-509-5620. Leave us a voicemail, just like Rhiannon Reese did. And we'll play it on a future episode. And so, I do think it is time that we wind down episode 106. But before we do, just wanted to give a shout out to Evil Tim Industries. Because, you know what? We're thankful for him too. Evil Tim Industries has been a great support of the Plus One Player Podcast. I don't have a, a quirky ad read for him. I just want to say we're thankful for him. And why I don't have a quirky ad read for him is because we did decide to shut down the Patreon page. Mostly because, as you probably have all noticed, over time, like, it's just been harder to kind of do some of the stuff we were doing just because sometimes life gets in the way. And so with that, we weren't able to kind of live up to the standards that we thought we needed to hit. And so we didn't feel like it was the right thing to do to keep accepting pledges. We really appreciate all the support every one of you guys gave us over these past two years. It truly means the absolute world to us to know that you all believed in us enough to throw us your hard-earned money. We really appreciate everything. But... No more Patreon. So you can support us in other ways just by going to follow us on Plus One Player on Twitter and Instagram. That's at Plus the Number One Player. Check out the website, PlusOnePlayer.com. Come and join the Discord. Hang out with us. Have conversations with us. Squad up with us. Play those games. Maybe we could play Halo Reach together. Maybe we could play Call of Duty and Destiny together as well. So come on and join the Discord unless, of course, you're racist, in which case we're not going to squad up. We don't wish you had a happy Thanksgiving. And whatever holiday you celebrate at the end of this month, we hope it sucks, too. So suck it, racists. <laughs> yeah. Whether we do it at the beginning of the show or the end of the show, the racists still suck. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell but yeah. if you've enjoyed this episode or anything else that we've produced, make sure that you go on whatever podcast service you listen to us on. Give us a like. Write us a review. Subscribe to us. It goes a long way, and we really appreciate the support. And so we wind down episode 106. We hope that you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it for you. And as always, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you, and we will talk to you all very soon.